Welcome again to the Buddhas of Passion. In this episode, we will be talking about the stick, the mysterious stick. What is the stick? <laughs> <laughs> the stick is a metaphor uh, based on our experience. And I'm going to share my screen here in some time for you to see. We had gone... Uh, to celebrate my dear's birthday, my dear, oh. <laughs> my dear wifey's birthday, uh, at a five-star resort nearby, and we were spending the night there, and we decided to do the sunrise in the morning because we booked a bungalow that's on the cliff overlooking the rainforest, touching the ocean. It's gorgeous. You'll see in the photos very in the photo very soon. And it was sunrise. So again, a very magical time. The whole sky is looking beautiful. And initially you're seated inside the bungalow. And she is looking at the sunrise. And I am just focused, fully laser focused on this one stick that is in between. The view. There's a whole view. Like I can, it's like a 180 degree view, which is gigantic. And the only thing I can see is this tiny stick in between. But all my attention is on the stick, on how it is disrupting the view and how it is disturbing this beautiful experience. And how it expands. The tiny stick becomes this giant thing that's the only thing in front of your nose. <laughs> and what we realize is that this is what not only we do a lot of the times, but a lot of humans, maybe all humans do, is that the focus is on what is not working. And we allow that to just destroy the whole experience and disrupt the whole experience. And it's like, what we also realize is if we just sit a tiny bit differently, it's like that stick is not even in the view. And only thing that is visible is the beauty. So, and example from yesterday's acai bowl. Yeah. It was exactly the same. We were eating acai. And he complained how it didn't have honey mixed into it. And I was like, you can just mix it by yourself. But no, it's much easier to just complain and focus on how it's not made right instead of just making it right. Just like it would have happened if we just switched the chair position or somehow seated Which we differently. Did. So we did it again. So then we moved out onto the deck because it had become beautiful there too. And again, the way we positioned the chairs was that there was this other gigantic stick this time that was right in the middle. And again, like I could only look at the stick and then I was <laughs> like, for 20 minutes just staring at the stick instead of looking at the sun rays and just like obsessing on how Taking pictures of the stick. Well, that happened <laughs> later when we were shifting and making all fun of it. That how ridiculous we can be as humans to just focus on what is not working or what is obstructing or the problem when everything else is beautiful, when everything else is working well, this is the perfectionist mindset is that if it's not perfect, I can't enjoy it. If there is that tiny stick in a gigantic horizon that is disrupting it, I will be unhappy. It's like 
also you know yesterday you were talking about addiction to suffering that was the last episode that we published that if you look at like you know how oh i want one rose i got a hundred lilies but i will focus on not getting one rose because that's what i really wanted so we we just want to talk very briefly about this as an adjunct to the addic- addiction to suffering episode that are you focusing on the stick in your life or are you looking at the ocean and the sun rays you have some other examples. i have another example of one um friend of mine from a couple of years ago he came to visit me in portugal so i used to live uh, on the southwest coast of portugal which is a gorgeous place a national park with amazing amazing beaches and i just loved my life there and every single day i would go to the beach or to the nearby nature and it was just take my breath away every single time like I couldn't get used to it so this friend of mine came to visit me and we're walking those beautiful beaches and I can't even describe in words how gorgeous it was it was a morning it was beautiful morning no wind sun is shining just so much abundance in life overall and all he could focus on was plastic and I can tell you that those beaches are not that bad when it comes to plastic. Like I can imagine that in India, for example, it's way worse, like probably yeah. a million times worse. But this one was really not that bad. And he could only talk about plastic, that he only sees plastic all over the place. And I'm like, man, do you realize that you're focusing on the stick? <laughs> the stick didn't exist yeah. like as a concept on the at the plastic. time. On the plastic. <laughs> And he just couldn't take his attention away from it. And even if I was confronting that, he understood it. But then deep inside, he was still frustrated about it. And that frustration lived the entire time he was visiting me in Portugal, which was a couple of weeks. So that was such an eye-opener for me also at the time, because it was already a couple of years back, that, you know what? you need to train your brain to focus on the right things. And I myself have been a person who would just focus on beauty and simplicity. And I would always try and find something beautiful to focus on or to find appreciation and gratitude for things and switch where my attention goes automatically. Because automatically, oftentimes people are focusing on the stick, on the plastic, on the problems, on the politics, on the economics, on the prices going up, on whatever it is. But actually, it's really just a matter of perspective. Because the beach is there. The beauty is there. The the nature is there. Whatever is around you has so much abundance and beauty and excellence and, and, and awesomeness and love. So why not to focus on that? And as you said very uh, well that, you know, it's really about training your mind because, you know, then people say, oh, I can't focus. I have ADHD or I have this problem or I have that problem. And I have been through that. Like I had a lot of problems focusing and it really comes down to, you know, like where is your intention? Like instead of thinking about like attention or will or discipline and all of that, it's like, what what do I want my life to be filled with? My intention is for my life to be filled with beauty. If that is the case, even if I can't 
focus on one particular thing. It's like I can also choose where my focus keeps shifting to. So, okay, suppose let's just take the example. I have ADHD. I can't focus on one thing too long. I can focus on 10 beautiful things instead of complaining that I can't focus on one beautiful thing. And my attention keeps going to the nine shit things. No, I will make all 10 things beautiful so that even if my attention keeps jumping, it's always on the beautiful thing. You can even find beauty in those things that suck. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, make that a practice that even if your attention automatically goes to things that kind of suck or you don't like them, how can you twist it and see it in a in a beautiful light anyway because like yeah. what's beautiful about it because there's always uh, a blessing and a curse and there's always black and white if, if you see dark if you see black then there's also white so why not to switch it around yeah it really is you know like just turning the chair even five degrees just completely shifts the whole view and that is all about intention. It's all about the decision that I will make that tiny effort to to shift. And sometimes it may just happen naturally, you know, like when I was sitting in that room or on that chair, it was like suddenly realizing that I am obsessing. And that is the proper word for it. I'm obsessing about how this stick is ruining everything. Once I realize that I can choose where my attention goes. I can just choose to look like this, like a tiny bit of my eyes shifting and everything is beautiful. So make that decision for yourself if you're ready to, if you want. Though it was a very helpful conversation also to have because we realized that we don't want any sticks in our views. <laughs> <laughs> we're building a house now and we were like... We have to be very careful about where the sticks are. <laughs> and then we were even looking at the house from outside. We were walking around and looking like, why did they put that stick there all together? It was such an interesting Because it's, a, it's just a deck and all the other sticks on that deck are literally shorter. But that one has been made taller right where the view is. So it's, like, it's also, you know, we made it a fun, like, like you know, uh, th thought experiment. It's like, what is the the what's whole the logic behind logic. what's, what's the, the idea behind? what's the what's the the architect and the designer <laughs> they must have had some ideas there how to destroy the view <laughs> and how is it that no one has you know changed it so it's, it's also like you know the stick is there very intentionally it's like it's meant to be there it to maybe you know like to keep teaching people not to focus on the stick, not to focus on the plastic, not to focus on the shit. Like, open your eyes. There is beauty in the world, in this world. It's like, if you choose to be sucked into these sticks, where, and you know, the stick can be news and all of the shit that's going on there, or how the environmental crisis and all of that with plastic or climate change and whatever, or Really, like, you know, fulfill yourself with beauty and happiness. And that already starts changing the energy in the world. So it's not about just being in this toxic positivity, happy. It's not about showing it to others. It's really about what state do you want within yourself. It's really not about showing it to anyone else. Because I don't care if someone thinks I'm sad or depressed or angry or whatever. Like, I can have those moments, but my inherent state... 99% of the time is beauty and joy 
and I don't need to show it to anyone. It's the just... thing is also in that experience, even though it was something that you were so obsessed with and and focused on, we still had fun. A lot of fun. Because we were <laughs> laughing at the stick. Yeah. And it wasn't and was like, then... oh, I'm so frustrated about it. And it's it's so annoying to me. No, it was like we were just. We were laughing at ourselves so more than anything. <laughs> yeah. It was so yeah. ridiculous. We we found the ridiculousness in that situation. And we found the ridiculousness in the attitude. And we were like, this is just, we are being so ridiculous. So don't take yourself too seriously. And also what I wanted to bring up another example, which is something, all of this is also absolutely crucial in your decision-making in life. And I will illustrate it <laughs> in my very exciting example with my dear darling. <laughs> because in the beginning, when we were just friends and there was an amazing connection, beautiful human being. And yet I didn't feel romantically interested in Tio at all. And that is because I have this list of how my perfect partner is supposed to look like, who he is, what he does, how an ideal relationship should look like how I would like to feel in that relationship, which by the way, is a great exercise to, to, to have because that's how you manifest things. If you really have high standards, if you have crystal clarity on what you want, it's very important, but here's the catch. So I had a list of, I don't know, 15 things, for example, with a lot of different detail and he matched like 99% of everything. He was everything that I ever envisioned. But there's a but. I was like, yeah, but he's not my type. And that not my type thing destroyed everything. Not only that it didn't really destroy it. It simply, I didn't see him romantically simply because of that 1%. That was my stick in the relationship thing. I was like, he's not my type. Physically, I don't feel attraction. So I will just focus on moving on on dating other people and one day somehow somewhere i will find the right person the perfect who, person who is going to fit all the criteria that is going to be a hundred percent match now as soon as i realized how full of shit i was in that case because literally how can you not realize that this 99 match and i felt amazing we had such a such a bond since the very first day when we started recording YouTube videos and collaborating and since the time I landed in Brazil and was just like wow what an amazing human being and and what an amazing connection and so much to talk about and so much depth and so much beauty and so much love there was so much unconditional love and acceptance for who we are as human beings as friends and so on but that one percent was like no no I'm I'm not interested I'm going to keep on looking somewhere else but I'm not going to look at you because 1% makes all the difference. <laughs> and then the shift happened. And then the shift happened. Well, obviously. <laughs> like No, but no, no, no. I want to clarify because people will be like, oh, she's just settled for 99% and that 1% never matched. But that's also not true. Yeah. That there was a shift. Yeah, well, the shift happened when I, one day I was, we were hanging out in the, in, in this house 
I don't even know what we were doing. Maybe well, cooking before, or something before like the this. shift happened, there was also a conversation about how the appearance had been chosen not only by your standards, but the, the standards by which your family and society would judge you. Yeah, but so, but basically it was me. Because mm-hmm. since teenage years, I was dating good-looking guys. And I liked Classic people, hands. I liked people who were handsome and trained well and taller than me and so all the typical basically things. all she's saying is that i'm not all of you <laughs> terrible <laughs> and still and still at some point i was basically what what i realized that there was there was the saturation of having ex- having had experiences where i was dating all the right guys or having all the right relationships which were long term relationships i had five year relationship i had a two year relationship i had a one year relationship and then i realized you know what first of all i now finally realized that appearance is nonsense it just is appearance and it's it's just a construct that my mind came up with to keep myself stuck in a certain reality second of all i made that into it had to mean something as if well if my partner doesn't look a certain way then my family is going to either reject him or not like him or judge him or whatever and i was like where is this coming from like it's just complete nonsense so that was kind of the background of all of the stuff that I was deprogramming within my own mindset and and uh, and perspective. And then one day when we were just, again, hanging out as friends and cooking something or whatever it is that we were doing, I was just looking at him and I was like, wow, he's so beautiful. And it was the first time when I really looked at you and thought, there's so much beauty and it wasn't the word handsome it was beauty and that was the difference and that's when things really started shifting when i when i was faced with my own shadow with my own nonsense with my own bs and that i addressed immediately because even next day i believe we were walking on the on the beach and i asked him just just randomly you know i was like what do you think is it a common thing for women especially to just look for appearance i don't even remember if that was how i yeah but the shadow was coming to the surface and i was actually bringing it up i was proactively bringing that up to the surface to also be open about where i'm at what i'm thinking why i'm thinking that trying not to hurt his feelings at the same time <laughs> but, but i was yeah i was also immune to all of that because the, the difference was that I had already seen my own beauty and I was not waiting for someone else to tell me I'm beautiful or waiting for someone else to see that. It's like I was very, uh, you know, self-assured in my identity, in my appearance and everything. I had fully accepted myself for who I was. And so if even no one else accepts it, I don't care because I have accepted it. So... There was, it was not like my acceptance depended on anyone else. And then when that had been established in myself, you know, it was like, 
if I see myself as beautiful, that also radiates outside. And at some point, it's going to penetrate through the the shadow or the ego of the other person. And when they're ready, they will see it. And until they're not ready, they are actually only, they're not judging me or, or you know my appearance. They're only judging their own projections. They're judging their own ideas, their own stories. So, yeah, I feel like all of that is what actually creates the stick. The stick doesn't exist. You know, like the, in the matrix, there is this whole scene how there is no spoon. And to bend the spoon, you have to just bend your perception. And the same way, there is no stick. Your mind is creating the stick. Your mind is creating the stick and the story about the stick. Or oh, the stick is obstructing this perfect view. Maybe that, that is part of the beauty is that maybe the stick is part of the beauty is what I keep saying is that the divine is that which is perfectly imperfect. If it's just perfect, at some point it's just it's also boring. It's like, you know, there is just nothing happening. But when it's got that tiny twist of something being out of place, that's what keeps life moving is these tiny imperfections. And for me, that is the divine experience is finding the perfectly imperfect. Yeah, and I really want to bring home how how crucial this is because this example that I just shared about our relationship, if I wouldn't have addressed it, our lives would be completely different. And so what we're talking here is is not just about, oh, I just want to be happy. No, the way you look at life and whether or not you're focusing on the stick it determines your destiny. It literally steers you in a certain direction. Because if I would have stuck with that idea of focusing on the 1% and that it's not enough, then we wouldn't be together and I wouldn't be where I'm at today, which is the most aligned, the most happy, the most content, the most peaceful, the most, the most me I have ever been. And that is an invitation for you to really look at not only like, oh, I want to be happy and fulfilled in life, but also how my focus is shaping my reality, how my focus is shaping my decisions and steering me in a certain direction. And do I want that direction? Or am I actually missing out on something? Like maybe it's right in front of your nose. Like it was here. It was right in front of my nose. And I've seen so many examples like that where people are exactly in this situation where I know someone who I used to work with. Uh, it was my very first coach, psychologist coach. And she said, you know what? For 10 years, I was best friends with this guy. And we never looked at each other romantically. And then bam, one day they became romantic and married and had a baby within a year and are happily ever after living together. And that's what it is. Like maybe it's right in front of your face simply because you're not focusing on the right things. Well, I was not right in front of you. No, I kept a respectable distance. <laughs> that was also important. Like, you know, when, even though I had feelings, like I was not obsessing, I was not trying to convince her because again, I was assured in myself. And the way I saw it is that if truly we are, you know, 
meant to be together it's going to happen and if that takes 10 years sometime she will wake up from that dream, exactly like from I, delusion i knew that you know the experience says it all like if she is this happy and this joyful and this experiencing all of this unconditional love she can take 10 years to realize that this is what she's really looking for and she can go around you know being with other guys do whatever and she will keep realizing that what is missing is this is the most important thing and all of the other stuff on the surface will actually keep changing the surface does keep changing and appearances obviously change especially if you're into it for the long term like you can't be attached to how the person is going to look because that will change a lot and anyone who's been in a long-term relationship knows that so it's really about if you know you you have to realize how much you are putting a stick in front of your whole reality and just just clouding the whole judgment the whole vision the whole your whole life enough about the stick we only have a straw here in front of us but uh I think that's a wrap yeah. for the episode. See you next time. <laughs> Bloop.